Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is time once again for your escape from reality, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, sure. Slap back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. I like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to do this for the entire rest of the podcast. (laughs) It is the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. I am Mike. Hey, it's Johnny. Yeah, and we get right off the bat, we have an update. If you've been following the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple episodes ago, you had the story about how mad you were at Uber yeah. about their your inability to tip a local Uber driver. Correct. Has that local Uber driver gotten money from no. Uber? No. No, not a it's penny. It's still an ongoing no. process. And I, I'd love to update you, but there's almost nothing to update other than I started the argument all over again. Again? Uh, oh, uh, about, okay. About two or three days ago. So just, just set up the scene. Yes. Uh, I, had, I had taken a, a, an Uber locally here in Springfield, went to the app to, to tip the guy. And the app said, sorry, we're having a problem right now. Uh, took other Uber rides and was able to tip just fine. So it was just this and, one guy. And not only that, but international Uber rides that were tipping just fine. And so uh, so I start this uh, ridiculous Process. conversation with the Uber chat line um, saying, I just want to tip this guy. I just said, what do I have to do? It's something that what, just tell me what to do and I'll, I'll tip the guy. Um, but they are going through this, you know, just comedy of, <laughs> well, we've escalated this to a team who specializes in this sort of you know thing uh, about three or four days ago. Uh, I go back to check the app and my whole conversation thread has been archived oh all right so that it's there for uber to archive which means which means that i can no longer interact with it oh yeah so now you can't tell them really mad i just say now you're really peeved off because they've archived you those sons of bees so i open up another chat thread you're like oh archive me i'll show you sir here we go we're gonna start this all over again um and I mean the same goofy rigmarole of uh, you know cut and paste. Here's how you should do that if you want to tip your tip. No, they did, did not tell you to reset the app again. They did, did tell they? me to reset the app. They told me I can pay in cash if I want to. You know that that the, the whole kind of thing. Uh, and I it's even, just bots. Yeah, and I even cut and paste the entire conversation. <laughs> you take archive and go um, back on that. Yeah, uh, and say read this and then tell me what to do. Um, and uh, and so they give me the whole thing and uh, and so right now it is again been escalated. Related to a team that specializes for the in second this. time, and I've been very clear. It's like I just want to tip this, this one, one guy. guy. That's all I want to do. I just want to tip this guy. I don't want to change the system. I don't need a team yeah. of individuals. I just need this dude who is a good Uber driver yeah. to get money, so I don't get docked here locally. As don't a even care if I, I'm not even worried about myself. I just want to give this guy some money. Um, and and it's it's so busy. And, and we've all had these frustrations of going through these uh, these automated uh, response yes. systems. Um, and you know, there's there's some chump sitting there who just goes through the He's got his rules, checklist. rules and policies and. He pushes this button and that that message flies out um and i don't know how to be more clear than i can oh that was the other thing they gave me the phone they number gave me right a secret yeah. number right right but they called you one time you didn't answer yeah and they're like we sorry we call we try to call you and they said you can call this number it's our special secret service number um and uh and i call the number and get a recording saying we're sorry, you're not calling from a, a phone number that we've authorized as being allowed to talk to our super secret service number. What? 
You were from an unauthorized so, number? So, so I guess my opportunity to call timed out or some some garbage. Maybe now that it's been to the escalation team, you'll get a num- another message with that number and now be authorized to talk to an individual who will probably tell you the same thing that they already told you through the chat. And and I'm being I'm I'm not being snarky. I'm not swearing at anybody. I'm just saying Listen, do something with this. Uh, don't ignore me. I, I want to do something with this. Um, and, I, and I just it's, – it's, it's such a – it's such a – you know, in a, in, a, in, a, in a world where businesses talk so much about wanting to provide really good customer service, they, they fall down at the simplest things. <laughs> right. Um, I'm just wanting to give a to tip. Him. I get it. It's a big company. They've probably got, you know, complaints and questions coming in uh, a mile a minute and for most people – the cut-and-paste answer is the right answer. Right. Um, but they don't know what to do when it goes just slightly, slightly off. The, it's, not, it's not even a complicated thing. It's just, just, it's just a little bit different. It's like there's something going on where this guy can't get a tip. How do I get the guy a tip? And, 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 I, and, and nothing. And absolutely nothing. Yes, you, you've kept your wits about you. Yeah. So uh, I will comp- – I'm mad. Yes, you are mad. But you have not gone full scorched earth. No. Not no, yet. because I don't. I don't know that that's gonna. That, that's not right. gonna solve the problem. And uh, and look, and, and and I keep. And you can tell it's like it's a different person responding every time. Uh, I'm getting worked up just talking about it right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's move on to the next topic. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Um, well, this will keep you. Well, I don't know if it keep you worked up, but this yeah. woman was worked up. It's a woman scorned, and this is. I, I like this one. Um, this particular woman shared this on social media. Why wouldn't she? Okay. She, her caption said, that time I caught him cheating with my friend, so I injected habanero oil in his condoms. <laughs> what? Yeah. She goes, after two years of relationship, the woman had suspicions uh, that her boyfriend was cheating when she found condoms in his car, and they don't use condoms because she's on the pill. Oh. So she then investigates further. And ends up finding messages of him talking to other women and decided to sprinkle droplets of habanero in the condoms. This is actually impressive. Yeah, I this mean. This is impressive. So she's, she's kind of like trying to inject it yeah. in there and like, you know, because obviously you can't make it seem like it's open, the right. package. So she's injecting the habanero oil into the condoms. I, I respect her craftiness. So two days later, after yeah. she does this. She says he came home holding his private area, telling her he was at the gym and used a shower gel that irritated his manhood. (laughs) So she sees him coming in just like, yeah, like burning. And she's like, yep, that's my handiwork right there. She eventually comes clean about the dirty deed and says, yeah, I I knew you were cheating. And so what you're feeling right now is habanero oil on your junk. Mm -hmm. Now, you would think. Boy, that's some pretty good revenge right there. Kudos to this particular woman with the habanero oil. That's, that is crafty to your point. It is. I'm impressed. She goes a step further, Uh-oh. ladies and gentlemen. Here's what she says after that. He squirts it in his eye. No. no. His dad and I just celebrated our fifth year wedding anniversary. She married the dude's dad. Wow. Talk about insult to injury. So she inserts habanero oil into your condom for your junk and then says, I'm going to go do your dad and get married to him. Dang. She says, I just want to give a huge shout out to my ex, who is now my stepson, (laughs) 
through him, I got to meet the love of my life. So shout out to my stepson. Uh. Mommy and daddy will be home soon. Good. Okay. So, so look, she's still harboring ill Oh, will. yes. She, I mean, is. she is. taking this a little too far, probably. I think she is. Five, that's a long con, long game she's it is, playing. It is, because she's... She Could did, you ever... This is not the love of her life. No, it is not. It's, this is the revenge of her life. Yes. And she's going to spend the rest of her, her life, life making him miserable. Make... Because just think about that for a moment. Every time now you go to hang out with your dad... Right. It's not only hanging out, going to see your dad, but you're going to not only see an ex, but an ex that injected habanero oil into a condom. Who's now your stepmother. Who's now your stepmother. Yeah. So you cheated on your stepmom... A couple years ago, who's now used to? You're right. This this dad is not a love of her life. Yeah, I mean, she, this dad is just a a means to an end for this long revenge game. And in a very short amount of time, I've changed my opinion of her because initially it was like, wow, that is crafty and good for you. Yes, because and, he cheated but, on you. Yeah, but now she like tipped right over to crazy bitch. Oh, <laughs> big time, yeah. big time. When I first read the story, I, 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 I it was the same story arc you had. I was like, boy, that I mean, just to go out and find habanero oil mm-hmm. and then to really kind of. Get him squirming, literally. And but then when I read the postscript, I'm like, it would been one thing if okay, she married the dad. Maybe the dad was like, my kid's a jerk. You know, they meet up that way. But to then no. make that post about uh, mommy and daddy will be home soon. Yeah, no. That that just goes a little bit beyond the pale to Cause, me. Because she's now she's conning the dad as well. Right. Yeah. With her with her whole thing. I got to meet the love of my life. So shout out to my stepson. Mommy and daddy will be home. That's just weird because there's yeah. something something. I mean, there's 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 more coming. Right. I mean, he's uh, she's changed his will. She's I mean, there's oh, all, I'm sure there's yeah. all kinds of things. That have she's happened. playing she's the gonna... long revenge con. So you're right. This kid, this kid who it's, cheated on her. Yeah. It may, may be thinking when dad dies, he's going to get a pretty penny. And now instead he gets nothing because stepmom as one last F you said, ha-ha, got yeah. you again. I wonder what kind of condoms they use at Uber. <laughs> Uber, into that. Uber condoms? Yeah. Uber, Uber large ones, maybe. Have to. Uh, on the topic of condoms and sex, okay. here are top five weird romance techniques from under the sea. So these are weird things, because the, the ocean's weird, right? What happens below the surface? Yeah. We've seen those documentaries, right? You went to the Museum of Science and History back in the day when they had on the IMAX, the yeah. Great Barrier Reef. Oh, are you talking like scuba divers? or what? No, no, no. This is animals oh. below the sea. So like oh. the weird, like deep, de- right. dark, where the recesses where barely has anyone seen anything. So these are mating rituals from sea creatures. I got you. These I'm, poor animals. I'm like, like, they, they go to the darkest part of the ocean to try to get a little privacy, and we're sitting there shining lights at them. Because, they, making because porn, we're making weird. Making fish that, porn. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, here's some fish porn. We start out. I will read to you the statement and then the follow-up of kind of the explanation. Okay. And so I want to get your reaction. The first one they have here, remember, these are top five weird romance techniques from under the sea. Did they give them funny Uber, uh, uh, urban dictionary names? No, they should have. Oh, okay. Maybe you can come up with I'll that. I'll try, yeah. yeah. Here's the first one. Lobsters pee out of their faces to turn each other on. Okay. Did you realize that? In the lobster world, one large... They pee out of their faces? Yes. Okay. In the lobster world, one large male typically dominates an area with the females line up to mate with him. To get him in the mood, the female waits outside his den, peeing in his direction out of a specialized nozzle on her face. <laughs> her urine contains pheromones that let the male know she's ready to reproduce. Once he lets her into his den, she removes her exoskeleton, uh-huh. effectively stripping naked in order to mate. So that's called the Long John Silver. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Let's add that right now to Urban Dictionary. Can you edit Urban Dictionary? I yes. think you can. All right. Next up from the top five weird romance techniques run to the sea, to avoid being strangled and eaten, 
Male octopus remove their arms and give them to females. They can remove their arms? Yes. Get, get this. Octopus are known to be solitary animals, and for males, their biggest concern in life is pleasing their lady without dying in the process. Mm-hmm. Females are generally larger in size and have been observed strangling and eating males when they try to mate. Sure. That's a lot of, that's like 16 uh, arms. Yeah, just like going around. Yeah. So males have a specialized mating arm mm-hmm. called a hectocolitalis that allows them to transfer sperm to the female. For some species, they've evolved to remove this arm and hand it over to a female. This allows them to swim away to safety instead of trying to woo the woman up close. So they just walk up and be like, no, you just want my arm penis. Here you go. Here's a, here's my arm penis, and I will swim for another day. Wow. Enjoy my arm penis. I'm now uh, just a seven pie yeah. instead of octopi. That's, uh, it's, it's amazing that there's any reproduction at all. That sounds amazingly complicated. It really does. Wouldn't you give up at some point? Like, yeah, yeah, like that's to your point. There's I a lot can't of get my arm off. So one was the Long John Silver. What's this one? Uh, this one's the uh, the slider, the slider, the fastball. Okay. <laughs> I was going to call it the octa impediment, but you know, whatever yeah, it may be. Uh, next up on the five weird romance techniques thrown of the sea for North Atlantic right whales, which I didn't know was a thing. Size matters. Female North Atlantic right males can be fairly promiscuous mating with several different males, one after another. It's like a, wh- a mm-hmm. whale train going on, I guess. In order to keep up, males have evolved to have the largest testicles in the animal kingdom, some even weighing up to one ton. Dang. The larger the testicles, the more sperm they can produce, meaning the better chances they have to successfully reproduce. They also have extremely large wangs, up to approximately two meters in length. Uh, where do you buy a jock strap for that guy? <laughs> I don't know because you got to cover the the cover of the sackage right, as well. Means. How's he tucked that in? There's no there's no playing sports for that guy. Mm-hmm. He can't run around. Imagine jogging for that individual with a one ton testicle. So what do you call that one? Uh, I, you know, it, it, there's there's nothing there's nothing dirtier sounding than sperm whale. So I think that's what that is. The old, the old sperm whale. Yeah. I like. <laughs> up next, this one. I'd, I'm I'm interested to see what you come up for this okay. one because this whole thing is weird. This is the anglerfish that's way down in the sure. depths, right? So male uh, anglerfish turn to a puddle of sperm when they find the one. As soon as he finds the one, the male anglerfish bites onto the female and never lets go. The blood vessels fuse together, and the male dissolves much of his body, leaving only his testicles behind. <laughs> The female now has a lifetime supply of sperm she can use whenever she wants. No need to worry about finding a new mate in the darkness of the deep sea. So they just leave their balls behind. Right. right. Wow. It's like a Hallmark card, right? You've turned me into a puddle of sperm. I'm so much in love with you. All the rest of me goes away, and I'm just nuts over you. That's the Hallmark card from yeah. the anglerfish. Is that weird? They just bite yeah. on and just dissolve themselves away to just their balls following her around. See, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it better to be single and just not deal with all that mess? In the animal world, yes. For an anglerfish, I would say. Do you call that the marriage? Yeah. The, she's got her. He's got. She's got his balls in a jar. Something, man. That's uh, the the juggler, the angler juggler, the angler juggler. Okay. And you juggle around and yeah, exactly. Just kind of bounce around and everything else. Gross. Yeah. And finally, in the top, <laughs> the top five weird romance techniques from the sea. Nothing's going to beat the angler balls, uh, but ghost sharks carry their sex organs on their foreheads. 
Somewhere along the evolutionary chain, male ghost sharks got stuck with the unfortunate reality of having their sex organs stuck on their foreheads. Males can latch their forehead onto a female's pelvis, where she can insert sperm into her sperm sack. The female can then store his sperm in her pocket for a rainy day. <laughs> Just storing that for a rainy day. I mean, the anglerfish has to swim around with the balls right. following her around. In this particular instance, the ghost fish are just like, here you go. I'm just going to take my my, 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 my my penis forehead and can shove she, it in your pelvic. Can she decide later that she doesn't want it? It sounds like she just sort of hangs on to it. I don't know. Decides, can she dump the know, sack? I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think this guy's right for me. She wait for a different penis forehead? Be like, oh, that's a much better looking penis I, I forehead. I think that's what's going on. I like That forehead penis is, yeah. I, I want that one. Right. I'm going to dump my, dump my sack of the other guy's sperm. And use this one instead. Yeah, this one's this one's the fickle pickle, is what this is. <laughs> that that totally is the fickle pickle. I like uh, I like that one yeah, as well. I don't like these underwater chicks at all. No, no, they they're, they're doing weird things to their men, aren't they? So there like you go, like uh, wow and amaze your friends, and use <laughs> and use these over the course of the weekend, uh, ladies. The Long John Silver does not sound good to me. Um, speaking of uh, weird names here and weird things going on, this story has a weird name in it. Okay. It's a story out of Providence, Rhode Island, where a strip club called the Cadillac Lounge was robbed of $22,000. But the catch is that $22,000 was all in $1 bills. (laughs) Because, of course, it was. Now, here's where the funny name comes in. The owner of the Cadillac Lounge Strip Club, Dick Shappy. Yeah. What else could he do for a living? Right, exactly. His name is Dick Shappy. Yeah. Uh, said his manager called to tell him he's not been... pronounced Shape. No, it's Shappy. Mm. S H A. That should be the name of the club. Dick Shape. <laughs> Come down to the Dick Shape. What? I don't know. Get the old lap dance at the Dick Shape. Maybe get a Long John Silver. Maybe a <laughs> maybe a fickle pickle. Who knows what's going to happen? So somebody. Uh... So yeah. So Dick Shappy gets a call from his manager from the Cadillac Lounge, uh, and said the manager says he was forced to open a safe that he knew was filled with one dollar bills. Uh, the robber also took $3,500 the manager was counting before running out the door and jumping over a fence onto nearby railroad tracks. Nobody was hurt. The owner said the small bills are meant to be exchanged with customers for larger bills so that the customers can tip. Clubs buy back the dollar bills back from the dancers each week. So that's a weird racket they got going on, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like kind of, they're just kind of recycling the weird Dick Shappy money. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like yeah. they have these large bills. Right. And then they give it to the clients. The clients come in, and here's my dollars or whatever. And then they give the dollars to the clients. And then at the end of the week, they they grab the, the they tell the strippers, "Hey, if you want hundreds instead of all these singles going around, I guess that we'll never, buy it back." I guess that never really occurred. Recy- to me. They're just yeah. recycling currency. That that the most most people who go to the clubs are, are tipping dollar bills. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a lousy tip it for is. somebody who goes through all that work and gyration, all the stuff and that they do and everything. everything. Right, like, exactly. They're, yeah. Especially they're learning a trade. Something they get it, like especially the ones that get the helicopter going the opposite ways on the right, tassels. Right, like that. That takes something, um, and you're just giving dollars. A dollar, uh, but but I guess that's what it is. So then naturally they have to have a safe full of dollars. Because that's what the customers want. Because they buy back, so they buy back the dollars right. from the from the from the entertainers, and then when the guys come in, hey, I need change, then they give them the dollars, yeah. and then buy that. It's just a weird cycle. And that's such a, that's such a miserable moment when you know just the the song is over, and it's just these these pale blue lights, and the poor girl is like scooping up these one dollar bills. I I'm, think I made some money tonight, but I'm not sure. I've never been to a strip club, <laughs> but that is the saddest thing I've ever yeah. heard.
Why don't they have somebody like a I don't know somebody come up and just sort of sweep the dollar don't they bills? Have the jan- and- don't they have a janitor that can like come out like make it like an act like the Gong Show or right. whatever it is like or Showtime at the Apollo where they just sweep the dollar bills off the stage and then it's just it's just pathetic. Back. It's pathetic. It's just like all right now pick up your money. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that is awful. Oh, I don't like any of that, Dick Shappy. Somebody robs Dick Shap's safe. <laughs> Dick Shappy. Dick not Shappy. Just, I'm not sorry. just Dick Shap. There's already a Dick Shap. I'm sorry. Not, but this is Dick Shappy. And uh, we will end today on the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast oh, with a definite first world dear Prudy. Okay. This, this one is really, I, I read this and I was like, wow. If this is the worst problem this person has, their life is going to be blessed. Dear Prudy, my fiance and I are getting married this summer, and I have a wedding budget of $30,000 for 175 guests, which is below average for our state. (laughs) We live in the largest metropolitan area. My father is a stingy multimillionaire who has refused to provide more than $7,500 because he thinks on principle that each parent should pay for a quarter of the wedding. All right. My mom is a public servant who took an entry-level job following their divorce. And my fiance's parents are also in solidly middle-class jobs. My mom has found the money. My fiance's parents are still trying. We can afford to put in some money ourselves, but it would be a sizable chunk of the money we're saving to buy a home. What do we do here? Should we disinvite people? Should we just cancel the wedding and elope? We would lose about $5,000 in deposits. Should we put in the money ourselves and refuse to do father-daughter things like walking down the aisle, first <laughs> dance, etc.? <laughs> I am really angry at my dad for his inflexibility and stinginess. I'm also angry at myself and my fiancé for proceeding with a wedding the size we want, even though we've been fairly frugal in our other choices when finances were unclear. Is that not the most first world thing you've ever heard? So somewhere along the way, they decided their budget for this wedding was, what, $30,000. And they, they, that's they break the thing. it down they into did, $7,500 per They parent. didn't know the budget is oh, the problem. I see. That's what she's saying. Like one of the things she says, she's angry with herself as well for proceeding with a wedding the size we want when finances were unclear. So they wanted, this, they wanted this big wedding, right? They you. want 175 people. They just start going. And, the, and in her back pocket was, well, dad's going to pay for all this. Dad says, uh, the hell I am. It should be equal among all four of the parents. Mm-hmm. Should all... So I have a little bit of issue with that, right? I mean, tradition says father of the bride or yeah. family of the bride pays. But, I mean, to each his own, whatever you want to do. So dad comes back and says, no, $7,500 apiece. I'm only, I'm, I, I may be worth a lot, but that's all you're getting from me. Her mom finds a way to scrape it together, and the fiance's parents are probably going, what the hell, man? Right, right. Like, why are we, why are we yeah, having to pay for all this? Is there any? Let me ask you this: in this particular dear Prudy, is there anyone worth rooting for? No, no. That's that's what I'm struggling with. Is I don't like anybody in this thing, and 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 this is not this is not the intent. This is not the point of getting married. I know. Yeah, people don't realize that it's about it's about the two individuals, mm-hmm. but it's become more about how Instagram worthy can my wedding be, or how can I do this? How can how can I do that? And. There's no, yeah, there's, there's nobody likable in this story. No. Um, and because they, they need to just, if, if they truly love each other, go get, go elope and, and yeah, just be go done away. with it. Yeah, just go and, away. And to do the wedding, to go along with the wedding, and then as a point of kind of getting back at the dad, not having him walk her down the aisle, like having him there and then not do it just to prove a point because he was a jerk mm-hmm. and didn't give them enough money. 
that also bugs the hell out of me. There's just so there's so much yuck. She should the, put hot sauce in his condom, and that's what she should do. <laughs> right, and then marry her grandpa. <laughs> that'll show. That'll show him. That'll show him. Yeah, I see. If we yeah. haven't learned anything today. <laughs> exactly. So here's what Prudy has to say. Uh, and Prudy, if her answer right. isn't anything, if her answer is anything longer than "shut up," I don't want to hear it. Oh, it's a long shut okay. up. All right. It's a long shut up. She goes. Uh, While your father may be stingy, I agree that the real possibility lies, uh, responsibility lies with you and your fiance, and going so far in the wedding planning process as inviting people without knowing if you could afford to host them. You could have easily avoided that by sending out invitations only after the budget was finalized and clarifying ahead of time with all your parents how much money they were willing to contribute to the ceremony. Maybe your father's a long-standing history of miserly behavior, but he's also well within his rights not to have to spend more than $7,500 in a single day, no matter what the quote-unquote state average is for wedding budgets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> first, the obvious. She goes, first, the obvious. Please do not spend money you set aside to buy a home to hold an extravagant, spite-driven wedding where you pointedly don't include your father in the ceremony. Don't invest your money in short-term peak, and uh, especially don't ask your less-than-wealthy relatives to place themselves in financial insecure positions just to get get you back up for revenge. Right. I also just can't advise you to disinvite some of your guests, but not others, especially when I don't know how many you need to cut from the list in order to afford the ceremony. You would, of course, have to either tell those guests in person or over the phone, simply sending out, sorry, we miscalculated you can't come after all. <laughs> Our deepest regrets Correct. wouldn't cut it. Yeah. I don't want to have to uh, make 50 phone calls and then feel questions and confusion with the remaining 125 guests. If uh, I were in your position, I would eat the $5,000, better lose a certain 5K, then ask my future in-laws to go into debt or God. give up a down payment on a home, cancel the wedding so there's no obvious, not an obvious first and second tier of guests, and send out some fulsome apologies and elope. Maybe sometime in the first year you could host a low-key party at home to celebrate with your family and friends, but leave the big expensive wedding yeah. out of it. She sounds like somebody who would keep her husband's sperm in a purse and just wait until somebody nicer comes along. <laughs> Like one of those ghost sharks. Right. Those bitch ghost sharks. Right. <laughs> don't ghost shark. Don't ghost shark, people. Long story short, don't keep the don't keep the uh, sperm around till the next better eligible bachelor yeah, comes around. Jeez. What is uh, what is the shelf life of that anyway? How do you I don't, I don't, I don't know? Well, hey, what's the shelf life? Here's the thing if you're the angler fish and you got balls dangling that's connected to yeah. you, do other things come and try to eat the balls? I don't know. I don't know. Can you know. imagine just for a second? You're the male angler fish. You feel like you found the one. Mm-hmm. You dissolve. You give up your life just living in these nuts. And two seconds later, some eel comes and eats it. Yeah, it's 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 vicious down there. It's vicious. It is vicious. I don't want any part of it. I don't yeah. want to be down there. I don't, Swipe left. Don't, exactly. Don't, don't, don't I do don't it. want to fickle pickle anything. <laughs> Just move on. Well, that was a fun. Uh, that that was fun. Was it? Gentlemen. I'm, are you having fun out there? Just uh, give us a thumbs up if you're yeah, having fun. Yeah, thumbs yeah. up. Smash that subscribe yeah, button. Be sure. And uh, so you can send an email to uh, Mike at WMAY.com because why not use the station email when they don't know this thing is even being put out there into right. the ether? That's right. But thanks for letting us use your studios. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, for, for, for us not being on the radio. I'm going to keep it in my ghost fish sack until I find a better studio later. You know, you could just flip a switch and this show could be on the radio, but you're not going to do that because you don't even know where we're in here. Stupids. Talking about romantic <laughs> technique under the sea. <laughs> <laughs>